Hello, everyone, and welcome to this third episode of the ECP Viewpoints podcast. I'm Dr. Jennifer Palambi, and I'm the Senior Manager of Professional Education and Development here at Cooper Vision, and it is my distinct pleasure to be joined today by two former um, or current best practices honorees, Dr. Michael Kodatek and Dr. Shane Foster. Uh, and we are here today to talk about a personal favorite topic of mine, and I know one that both of our guests here today are also passionate about, and that is sustainability. And specifically, the different ways that practitioners can embrace sustainability in practice and use it to support those meaningful conversations with patients for whom sustainability is also a passion point. So thank you, Dr. Kodatek and Dr. Foster, for being with us here today. Yeah, of Thank course. you. So we've had the opportunity to chat this topic in advance and in other settings as well. And so I'm super excited to be talking to both of you in particular um, about sustainability and the different ways that we can embrace it in our offices um, and really the benefits that it can bring to our practice, to our business, as well as to the relationships, you know, with our patients who share um, those values. So I thought maybe we could begin just by talking a little bit about you where you are, where you practice, and the sorts of things that you have done in your efforts to be more sustainable in your day-to-day -day operations as well. Um, Dr. Kodatek, could we start with you and a little bit about your practice and the sorts of things you do? Thank you, Jennifer. Um, you know, we were fortunate. Uh, my office is in uh, Frederick, Colorado, Carbon Valley Eye Care. And when we, we built a new office in 2019, we invested pretty significantly in the solar panels that we put on the roof. So that's been huge. Um, we make more electricity than we use. We sell the excess back to the electric company, which is not a bad deal. Um, all of the lights in the building are LED. They're all on automated timers and, and motion sensors. Um, and then just, you know, the internal stuff. We have um, recycling bins everywhere. We are a uh, recycling location for patients who want to recycle their contact lens cases. So I think we just kind of generally promote a, a big picture feel of, you know, sustainability kind of day to day. That's fantastic. And certainly um, not a bad thing for the bottom line when you are selling energy as opposed yes. to paying for it. Very much That's fantastic. Ever. That's, yeah. And, and you're the second practitioner I've talked to um, in just in recent days, really, even that has taken that approach with the solar panels and what a tremendous payoff that ends up being, as well as a talking point with patients, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, I had I'd tell any practitioner that was considering it, you know, it's a no brainer. I was fortunate to meet uh, another um practitioner who who had built an office about a year before we broke ground and he has an office in Colorado Springs about two hours south of us and he had his practice featured in the Colorado Optometric Association magazine and I noticed they had a picture with their solar panels covering the roof so I met him for dinner and he was he's a fanatic um, about solar energy and he, he just showed me the numbers he's like it's a no-brainer you know I think if you look at your upfront investment um, you know, there are tax savings and then your energy bill savings, you break even around year seven or eight. So it, it was, you know, obviously for us, we're planning on being in this building for hopefully as long as it'll hold us. It, it was a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that's such a neat way of approaching things and benefiting the business all in once. Dr. Foster, my fellow Buckeye here, uh, based in Ohio, where I am. Um, tell us a little bit about your practice and the sorts of measures that you take on a sustainability front? 
Sure. So I practice um, at Athens Eye Care in Athens, Ohio. Uh, it's the home of Ohio Uni- University. So it's a uh, pretty small town. Uh, the population actually doubles when the students are in session. So uh, it is uh, very university oriented, uh, which brings a you know a lot of opportunity for culture and um, some forward thinking um, in you know in an area that's a um, little more rural and a little more impoverished in general. So uh, we've always been very. Uh, environmentally oriented and and tried to look at ways we could be sustainable just because it's what the entire town does. I mean, there's, there are recycling bins all along the streets. Um, there are the solar powered uh, trash cans that compact the trash. So it's just um, a whole community oriented feel in this area. So, you know, as again, as we were talking in some of our previous discussions, this was just something that we that I've always done. You know, I always learned that the three R's of reduce, reuse, and recycle, and that's what I've just always tried to do in my life. So in the practice, you know, we certainly try to live by that as well, by uh, making sure that there are opportunities for recycling and, you know, recycling bin under every desk right next to the trash can so that uh, people can can make that wise decision on what to do with with the waste. We have a fully stocked kitchen with uh, real plates, real utensils, uh, so that people are encouraged to to reuse those, to clean them when they're done, uh, and not always use disposable products. So it just cuts down the amount the amount of waste that we produce. And then we really uh, look at our vendor partners and make sure that we're working with companies that kind of share the same mindset. So working with frame lines that use recyclable materials in their frames, uh, frame lines that plant a tree for every frame uh, that is sold. And then of course, uh, company contact lens companies like Cooper Vision that are really looking toward uh, plastic neutrality and and making sure that we are leaving this environment um, as good as we can for the next generations. That's fantastic. And yeah, it's, it's funny, Shane, um, you know, you and Michael and I all chatted this, of course, in advance, and we were all saying it just seems so obvious because we all grew up with this. Um, and yet sometimes I think that it can be difficult to, to take those sort of habits or those, even that long-term thinking and go, wait a minute, am I applying this in the way that I operate my business? Or am I using this as a talking point with my patients? Um, and, and your mention at the break room, if I may kind of skip around here a little bit, um, reminded me, Michael, of what you were saying, that one of the most just basic and obvious things you did, and yet it made such a difference, was putting up a sign in the break room about what's recycling, recyclable and what isn't. So can you talk a little bit about that? I just thought it was kind of one of those moments like, oh yeah, that is so simple. And yet look. Yeah. You know, we, we've been fortunate in this new office to grow to, you know, everyone in the building, there's 19 of us now. And you just realize not everybody had that same background that it seems like the three of us had. And so I would, it was funny, you know, I went out and, I think maybe Home Depot or something and just bought a recycling, like a big one for the new, bigger office, bigger, you know, we actually had a break room, which was so nice. And I was getting asked every day by people because I was uh, turning into it like, this is recyclable. Don't put that on the recycling bin. (laughs) And so people started, I think, getting scared and they would come up and ask me like, what about this? And it just made me realize like uh, not everybody just knows. So, you know, the local, um, 
business that we use that picks up our recycling and trash. They have a web page that just had easy printouts. So I just printed out their four pages of yes and no and laminated those and just stapled them to the wall. And it, you know, that took five minutes and it seems to have made a huge difference. It's like, the, it's the little things and it's nice. Now things go in the right containers. Not that I'm type A, not at all. <laughs> But it's yeah. If you just were, to... I wouldn't be able to relate at all either. I mean... <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. Just a very simple conversation with from within, and a very simple, you know, signage scenario, um, just to get everybody within the practice even on the same page or thinking in those terms. Alternately, I think that having the conversations with patients, particularly those, you know, not every issue resonates with every patient. Not everyone has the same level of response to this, but for the for patients that share those values, that can be really meaningful. So Shane, can you talk a little bit about, it sounds like you certainly have plenty of visual cues in your practice. How does the conversation look or, or do you bring it up proactively with patients? Yeah, certainly. I think we, you know, several years ago, we made it a uh, mission in our practice to, you know, do the right thing for our patients clinically and really look at daily disposable contact lenses because all of our practitioners thought that was, you know, the cleanest, safest, and healthiest option for all of our patients. What we didn't encounter or what we didn't anticipate was the pushback related to waste that patients said, well, gosh, that seems like that seems like a lot of waste. And we, we had never thought of that, frankly, uh, before that. So we, uh, we didn't know how to combat that until, um, you know, one of the contact lens companies started a recycling program. So the one, uh, one by one recycling program, uh, that we participate in. So we can encourage those patients to, you know, either collect their own contact lens waste and save it up and mail it in, or we have a large collection bin in the office that uh, patients can just bring it right in the front door and drop it in, and we gather it all up and send it back into the TerraCycle program. So we talk about that proactively with almost every patient that we're talking um, daily disposables to, because it's just another way that it makes them feel good about doing it. Not only is it the right thing for them clinically and um you know, frankly, the convenience of a daily, but uh, they're doing the right thing for the environment too. And uh, now, now that Cooper Vision has the partnership with Plastic Bank and is, uh, you know, going toward plastic neutrality with contact lenses, that's been a great conversation to have with patients because we can say, listen, this, this lens that I'm going to fit you in, the company has committed to making sure that uh, they're not putting any more plastics into the world. So for, you know, the weight of every box of, of this contact lens, they're going to recover that amount of plastic from the environment. And patients really like that. They like to hear that, um, you know, the companies that we are working with are uh, environmentally conscious and that we as a practice are, are looking toward that as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah, I, of course, you know that the, that the plastic neutrality, um, you know, initiative here at Cooper Vision has certainly been a passion point of mine and one that I've worked on a lot of the messaging around. And it's funny how the more you think about these things, the more aware you become of your every habit, <laughs> you know, and everything we write down to our K cups are compostable now in my household for that reason, as you get to thinking about more and more options on that front. And I think the thing that I really um, appreciate or, or like about that program is in addition to the environmental good, there's also that social good element of, you know, we partner with Plastic Bank, of course, for, for that program. 
And so they are in, in underdeveloped countries or in coastal communities around the world that maybe don't have the opportunities um, that, other, that other areas do, those plastic collectors receive a premium just for collecting that plastic and bringing it in. And they in turn then can use that premium for food, for clean water, for, you know, um, health care, health insurance for their families, tuition, whatever it is they need. And I, I think that the program that Plastic Bank has is so meaningful on both an environmental and social front um, that it just makes me feel better about the program, too. Not that I wouldn't feel good about it anyway, but I just think that that additional um, social good is so important, especially in our industry. We're all caregivers, every one of us. It's what we do. And to be able to do that um, and a whole new level simply by fitting and prescribing contact lenses, which is our day-to-day, -day. Um, it's a fun conversation to have with patients. At least I hope that you found that to be the case too. Um, Michael, what kind of patient conversations or, or how has this helped in your relationships with your patients, um, the ongoing conversation about sustainability and the measures that you take? Yeah, I mean, I think I would echo something, you know, that Shane said, right? It, as As the data is so obviously clear that you know, single-use daily disposable contacts are the healthiest option for contact lens wearers. I think at this point, you know, at, at our practice, since now we're past the halfway, literally 50%, more than 50% of our patients are wearing dailies, I think it, you're getting that general feeling like patients who come in wearing reusable lenses are almost feeling left out because it seems like probably most of their friends and family are not. And so if it comes up there or maybe it comes up you know, in our office, we have some signage that talks about the benefits of daily disposable lenses. And then now in this era, as the, I think a barrier for a long time has been cost, but that is even becoming less and less, you know, the lens cost itself is less, the rebates are very aggressive. And then, so sometimes you hit that third wall where it's like, well, what about all this plastic? Um, and the fact that we have the, you know, plastic neutrality program through Cooper Vision or the ability to recycle and if people take advantage of it. I, I, for one, I was fairly certain that with the TerraCycle program, that would be a lot of hand waving. I was very wrong. <laughs> um, we are, our technicians, um, are in charge of, you know, managing that. And then when we have enough lenses to ship back, um, it seems like they're ordering those shipping labels and boxing up lenses weekly, like big boxes. So it's been impressive to me that it just makes it, for those patients who are there because it's time, because they know the lenses are healthier, more convenient, et cetera, et cetera, cost is no longer an issue. That that sort of last wall about like, well, what about all this plastic? That wall's gone now too. So it's been great. Yeah, I love that the that recycling is is such an easy conversation to have or such an easy thing to get off the ground. Like you say, you were almost surprised at how well that works because no measure is a bad measure on sustain you know, on a sustainability front. And the more different ways that we can approach it um and get our patients actively and proactively um involved in in those sorts of measures, I think is just fantastic. I love that. Um, so as we, you know, as we kind of think about this, there are some practitioners I know that in conversations I've had, um, and other members of my team have had, have said, you know, I get it. And I think it's great that Cooper Vision does this, does this, but I don't, maybe aren't quite so much recognizing the potential for themselves and for their businesses or don't know where to start. What kind of advice would each of you have for someone that's just like, man, what's step one? Where do I go with this? Um, 
Shane, could I start with you? Do you have any you know have anything you want to share with our listeners about hey, step one can be easy, and here's where I would recommend you begin. I think it. I mean, certainly it starts with leading by um, example. So, you know, you you as the practice owner or as the the leader of the practice you know, you have to be living that life too. So it has to be something that you bring into your own personal life first. So um, making a commitment to, again, I've always been come back to the three R's like I was taught as a child, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. So, um, and, and recycling, you know, it. I know it's not everywhere, but it's becoming more and more ubiquitous that uh, there are going to be opportunities to recycle in almost every community. And it's not a difficult thing to do. A lot of communities have single stream recycling, so you can just throw it all in one bin and uh, the recycling center takes care of it for you. Even sorting you know, plastics versus um, aluminum versus paper, it, it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, it just takes that commitment to it. So to introduce it into your practice, first of all, you've got to believe it. Just like introducing any new technology into your practice, a new product into your practice, um, you've got you've got to lead the team that way, and then just making it easy. So um, you know, as Michael said, just putting up little reminders that this is recyclable, or you know, think about it before you throw it away, um, and then putting recycling bins all over the office. I think that's the easiest uh, first step is just to start that recycling process because um, most communities have resources for it. You know, you brought to mind for me a, an insight that we gathered when we were looking at um, some of the broader sustainability conversation, and that was a fairly large survey, and I forget um, I forget the source on it, but can certainly look it up for our listeners if you're interested, and that was that consumers are very, very motivated. Our patients are very, very motivated to, to act more sustainably, but they want it to be easy, accessible, and affordable. Um, and I think you hit on all three of those things in your answer, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, the easier we make it for folks, um, you know, the, the more ready they are to embrace it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a really valuable getting started tip. How about you, Dr. Kodatek? Any, any additional initial advice for getting started or maybe some thoughts on that solar energy if we piqued anyone's interest there? <laughs> yeah, I mean... What I can tell, you know, one of our, um, since, you know, we, we built that office with the solar panels. And then since then, um, our newest, uh, doctor, Dr. Kyoto, her husband works in solar sales. And so it's been interesting to see his side of it. You know, we've had a few chances to socialize and what I can tell you from talking to him is that, um, to put it like very gently, they are aggressive. Like those companies are in a good way, right? Like it's a good thing because now it's making it easier. There are so many companies now who are selling solar. I think if you're interested, it's pretty easy to go out, you know, get some quotes, see, run the numbers. And especially as a business where you can, you know, use the federal tax credits, look at it from a perspective of like, hey, you know, your monthly energy bill goes to zero or in our case, you know, we get paid every month by the uh, utility company. I mean, there's obviously some upfront work, but, you know, a few emails, a few phone calls, and then, hey, there's solar, you know, just magically it's there. I mean, obviously I'm oversimplifying it to make the point, but it really is just a matter of like everything, just, just do it, right? So that 
it's it can be done. I'm, I I should give credit. The doctor that gave me the inspiration is Dr. Leroy Papowski down in Colorado Springs. And that's kind of what he told me. He's like, you know, don't overthink this. Do it. Just make a few calls. And, and the kind of to wrap it up or bring it back to what I was saying with the solar people who, who are actively selling the products, they want to get their products on your building and, and they'll make it easy for you. Thank you for that. I like I say, I think that's it's such a meaningful approach, both to sustainability and to the business model um, that you have there. That I, I'm so glad you were able to share a little bit about how that has worked out for your business. Um, for any of our listeners, you know, one of the things that we've brought up on this is that patients do have concerns about the, you know, the daily disposable modality. What are their options for that additional plastic waste that they perceive as being a problem with that modality? Um, for any of our data-driven <laughs> listeners, uh, I believe it was Sarah Morgan in the group from EuroLens has not that long ago published a paper in Contact Lens and Anterior Eye that breaks down not only how much of our average household waste contact lenses um, account for, which is actually quite small, but also measures the two modalities, you know, monthly versus daily against one another. Um, and, and, and as a percentage, you know, which is the better. And actually, daily disposables for part-time wearers, because of the lack of solutions in cases, are the more plastic-friendly <laughs> option um, than the monthly. And I don't have those numbers right at my, dis you know, right on the tip of my brain, unfortunately, but it, it occurred to me as both of you brought that up as being a very legitimate patient concern and certainly one that we talked out with our patients when I was in practice as well. Um, Dr. Morgan has done, or done some really um, cool research on that front and some really in-depth analysis. So um, contact Lens and Anterior Eye, Sarah Morgan, and the Eurolens group, by all means, feel free to look that up and, and get a little bit of data for those of you that, that prefer those hard numbers around those things. And it can be really helpful in fostering those conversations as well. So I just want to say it's interesting you're bringing that up because, you know, we in, in my practice, we always talk to patients about um, the cost associated with dailies. And they say, well, they're going to be more expensive. And we always bring up, well, you don't have to buy a solution. So think about what the cost of that solution is over the course of a year. And that's going to add up. So it almost evens out. So having that conversation about, you know, the, the uh, solution bottles are made of plastic too. That's something I hadn't thought of. And that's, that's a great, um, I don't want to say argument, a great point to bring up with patients who might have a little bit of pushback. You know, the cases that you store them in and the bottles of solution themselves are, are putting a lot of plastic into the environment too. So um, I think that's a great point. Yeah, especially for those patients that are in fact replacing their cases <laughs> at the intervals <laughs> that we recommend, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you both so much for joining me for this conversation today. You know how much I was looking forward to it, and I appreciate you coming on to chat this with me. Um, did, any parting thoughts or anything else you wanted to share before we wrap today up? No, I, I think we hit the high points very well. I think we did too. Well, and again, all three of us come from the point of view of, well, of course that's what you do. And so, um, you know, thanks for helping me talk through what really can be meaningful for maybe those who hadn't considered that this can be an important part of their business and their day-to-day -day operations as well. So thank you both again for joining me. And I'll look forward to talking to both of you again soon. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. 